Welcome back, everyone. Uh, I, I have one thing that I never do on this is introduce myself, which I find unnecessary because, yeah, I, yeah, I pretty much all over Texan in the media side. In fact, so it's Valentine Wamba, uh, editor Texan. Um, and today I'm joined by Munano Dura. For those who don't speak Shona, this man is expensive. But uh, he's, he's a man of many talents. Gary uh, Gaitom, how's it going, man? Yeah, hi. Hi, Valentine. Yeah, it's Karkai. This is my actual voice. I don't think I've actually been on one of these things. Yeah, because it's, it's hard to pin you down because you're a busy man. <laughs> not necessarily busy, but yeah, talking is not my strong suit. So yeah, I tend to stick with the written word. So. Uh, yeah, well, you're good at that. So you know what? Uh, now I want to get more out of you in terms of, of, of speaking. Ah, you're too kind. <laughs> you're too kind. <laughs> uh, so basically, um, I, I managed to go on a guy because yeah, he's he's he's, he's yeah, he does a lot of stuff, runs a bunch of things all over the internet, and yeah, uh, he's, he's he's you know works with us and takes him. So so he's he's a fan of film like I am. And yesterday, uh, we saw a a a trailer for Neria. Uh, so Neria, if you guys don't remember, I think the movie was made in '93. Directed by Godwin Mawuru, renowned director, and I think the story was done by Tsisi Dangarimbo. So it, it was a—I mean, in retrospect, it's a massive cast if we look at it like from from our standpoint. But back then, I, I was one year old when it came out, so I, I can't put quite caption uh, what it, what it must have been like then. Um, <clears throat> so basically, uh, it's like—is it—is it? You know, when we see remakes and things like that, like this being done, like in Hollywood-wise, it's one of those things where they've run out of ideas basically, and they just want to put butts in seats. So that's basically why they do remakes. But in Zim, like, we've got a bunch of stories to take. So me and Gary are going to be going back and forth about, you know, is this a welcome update for a, a modern, a welcome update for a classic in the modern age? Or is it, you know, unnecessary? Or should we be telling different stories? What do you think, Gary? Yeah, from, from, from what I can tell, like, Nadia, when, when it was made, um, that was before TVs were as popular as they are today. Like these days, we basically have every house. And the way we consumed media was different as well. Even if you had a TV, most people relied on, on, on the TV, like it was more broadcast TV. These days, we're seeing that um, with more and more technology that we're getting, people are consuming media differently. We have YouTube, which is uh, more or less liberalized the way we consume media and make media as well. Um, so, yeah, maybe because uh, Nelia is such a classic, like everybody uh, knows about it. it. I think it won several awards. I'm not sure of the specific awards that they won, but um, it really defined the local film industry. And I can understand why they would want to go back to the time when everybody was sort of in, uh, drawn by the, um, by the production of local, local productions uh, in a way uh these days we are consuming more foreign media and people tend to ignore local films i think the best film that we had recently was what the cook of right yeah for me personally it wasn't a great um a great movie in, in a number of ways and i think we're going to get into that as well the specifics uh, from what we have seen uh in the trailer so far but generally uh, I can understand why they would want us um, to recall those good times and perhaps associate that with the 
uh, with the new film and with the stories that they would want to tell. Maybe they, that's a beginning uh, or maybe a renewal, or maybe like a phoenix. I don't know how to put it, but mm-hmm. I hope you get my gist of my argument. They yeah. want us uh, to make maybe to create a new era. Mm-hmm. But they also want uh, us to recall the good in a way. So, you know, the, the one thing I could, I could tell from the trailer is that this yeah. thing is actually very well shot uh, when it comes to production-wise. Uh, it, it, it didn't look... It didn't look hazy or it cheap. didn't look like... Yeah, cheap. Cheap is the word, yeah. It, it looked like people actually put thought into this. And I'm not familiar with the production house that did it. I wish I was. Um, but um, it's... I was just like, you know what? I'm I'm drawn into this as much as I'm like, I, I don't like remakes and reboots. I'm drawn into what this actually is because it's so beautifully done. And then, you know, I watched the trailer for the old one because I haven't watched the movie in like in, in a while. And I'm like, you know what? For the time in 93... I, this is possible. Like this is like um, this is you know for 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 what for what the ninety three movie was, it would have been cutting edge for the time, especially in Zimbabwe. Uh, I think it was thirteen years just after uh, independence. So for what it was, it was um, it, it was really good. And this is just an upgrade. Like it 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 feels like an upgrade. So I'm I'm trying to weigh your point of saying, wait, is it is it a beginning? Because I for me. Traditionally, my beginnings begin with something new, if you get what I mean, like taking a story off someone notable and then making a biopic, you know, just to start things off, not necessarily to take something from the past and then bring it, bring it to the future, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I think those are like two other reasons why probably they, they, they went with Neria. If you can look uh, at the trailer, you can tell that they're telling, telling a different story, but it's not uh, a so different story from the original area. It's not a rehash per se from what I uh, from what I can claim from the train. Uh so maybe two other reasons why they could have made that besides um taking it sort of like as a new beginning would be uh obviously to upgrade uh the picture quality. I know Neria is on on Tewan's DOD, if I'm not mistaken. Um and today's TVs are much better. We have different aspect ratios and stuff like that. So obviously, um it can be a put off, especially for people like me and my family. We are snobs when it comes to consuming media. It's uh <laughs> it's ten eighty P and anything more ten eighty P is not worth uh it's not worth watching uh, for mm-hmm. us. So maybe I they did it with the Lion King at uh, Disney. So I would always tell my kids to watch The Lion King because that's the cartoon that I grew up with. And they were not so keen <laughs> once they started. <laughs> but they were, um, they were interested in watching the new one because obviously the visuals have improved. And uh, the other reason would be the marketing angle. Uh, Neria is a memorable film. So obviously, uh, if you want uh, to start anew, you'd obviously want to start with a classic. Uh, that's how I would do it myself. And then when it comes to like getting back to the to the shooting part, I I think from the visuals that I've seen, it's actually better for uh, than some of the Nigerian movies and the local productions that I've seen. You can actually see that they put in some effort, the costumes, the the way the actors are dressed. Of course, <laughs> uh, in doing so, there's always the danger that you end up telling uh, false narratives. Um, from, from from like the last scenes in the trailer, you can see there's a police tape and there's a crime scene. From what I've seen, the the local police do is not what we do. So yeah, there's always 
that possibility that you end up exaggerating uh, in trying to upgrade. I don't know if you get what I mean. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, it's, it's it's it kind of feels foreign in a bit because I saw that police tape thing and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of you know dipping into you know what we've seen from from you know Western media um, and not necessarily what happens in in, in Zim because in Zim, it's if a crime scene happens nine times out of ten, it's hundreds of people gathered around uh, with the police you know frantically trying to push them back. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't, it, from what I've seen at the very least, and I agree with you, it doesn't tell, it doesn't have the authenticity of, of, you know, something that, that, that will happen in Zimbabwe in the modern age. Um, and I guess, you know, probably they did that for, for control because, you know, hiring, especially for budget as well, because hiring extras just to stand around is, is an expensive enterprise that is reserved just for, you know, the, the big budget productions, uh, to, to make it, to make it seem, um, uh, you know, to, to, to flesh out the, 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 the frame. But when it comes to this, I can understand why they did that. But yeah, it's like what you say, it's the details that then, that then, you know, push narrative, especially visually on paper written, it might be fine. But when it comes to, you know, uh, just, you know, telling a descriptive picture, there might be little, you know, overreaches that, that, make, that don't make it feel authentic. And that's the thing with, with Zimbabweans is that we are very picky about what is made that represents us. So if I, I don't remember what series it was, Andy, Strike Force, when they did an escape from Chikurubi and all that. And I was like, mm, bad guys. Ah, mm, sure now. Yeah, talking about the DCG and, and Shona as well. Like, um, one thing that I didn't like uh, about this one, Strike, uh, Strike Back and uh, the Cook Off, was the way. Uh, the language chosen. Like, if you see South Africans, one of the reasons why the industry has been so successful is because they stay true to their stories uh, in terms of language, in terms of culture, uh, for example. So they would have uh, uh, done better if they had spoken the way we speak. Like, in rural Zimbabwe, they're speaking English, for God's sake. Like, that's... That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I've uh, and I think it's um, the biggest, uh, the biggest uh, like mistake that they made when they were making this one. So they they had to use usually from where I come from. I, I come from the Eastern Islands. We use Shonglish, right? We, we use English, but we also use a lot of Shona as well. Um, so maybe if they had uh, been like more true to that aspect, I think it would have made the film better. I think I think it's it's yeah like like it's it's strange when because it's not coming into my head like it's strange when we see uh, people dissect movies made about them like you know the whole Mulan stuff that was made last year uh, was it ethnically representative and all that kind of stuff even though it was a fantasy story um, and you know for me it was kind of difficult to understand what they were picking apart about and it kind of felt like they were just complaining but when it's something made you know, with, with your surroundings, your country, your culture, whatever, it's you, you, I kind of begin to sympathize uh, with, with, with things like that, especially when it comes to the use of, uh, of language. Um, because, yeah, it, it, it then it's that thing that like, if you're going to shoot a movie in a particular region, um, you know, get people from that region. Or if, if, if the talent is there, obviously, you know, teach them the, 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 the dialect differences. They actually, uh, uh, I think they're called linguistic coaches that do that for, for Hollywood. The way they teach you how to speak as a person, or people from that area, so it's it's narrowed and it's more specific. I feel like with the with the with the trail of an area, it's very generalized. I think 
um, there's not a lot of color in the way people speak. And even back then, I think back then, Shona was a lot less diluted than it is now. In terms of now, it's it's difficult to, to hold the proper conversation in Shona. It, it, like you said, Shona just goes back and forth and dialects differ as well. So I was looking for that transition from people in town speaking Shona and then going, going Wumsha and then getting that, you know, very unfiltered, unsal- unsaladized, that's <laughs> even the word, <laughs> version of, 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 of Shona. They actually say uh, in the trailer that they're going to Mutoko. Like, I know Mutoko. Um, I have my sisters married there. Mm. Uh, the way they actually have a very different dialect. I know, like, that would have been going too far uh, in terms of nuance, but it would have helped, uh, like, give the movie, like, an umbrella of uh, authenticity, make it more authentic. Uh, and then there's the other thing. Uh, some of the... Uh, things uh, shown in there, for example, uh, people talking about booze. I, I don't know, maybe it was just my rural area, but even in 93, um, people were no longer as traditional as they are today. Maybe it was just me being a kid, but some things uh, were no longer just done. Maybe cattle were still important, but not as important as my father used to tell me the way prior to independence, for example. Um, of course, there were still cases where people would have this Okugaranaka thing. I'm, I'm sure it's no longer about that. From what I can tell, they didn't include that aspect, but that was like one of the main, uh, ways in which women, uh, were abused back then. We do have other forms of abuse. That's the other thing. I think the movie focuses too much on the past. Uh, instead of focusing on also the progress that we have made, I guess that's one of the problems of trying to do a remake. You are constrained in terms of, uh, you're constrained in terms of the stories that you can tell in terms of progress. You can't exactly mention progress when you are still talking about the past. It's true. It's true. Because they are the, 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 the uh, rights of women, as much as they've changed, uh, or not as much, but they've changed, but, you know, there's still perennial problems. Uh, but giving an update on something like that, to be honest, I wouldn't have minded if they, had they tweeted. I, w- I wouldn't have a suggestion as to which direction. But I feel like, yeah, um, women are a lot more independent. Uh, and I'm just, it's a general statement. But yeah, uh, again, based on my surroundings in Arare uh, and my usual dalliances in Gorwanzi, but yeah, it's, there's a lot of progress being made. So I think another angle should have been taken on that part of presenting, but there's still issues like gender-based violence, which are, which have been a problem for, since time immemorial. So bringing those into an, a, a refreshed look at, at an old story, I think would be quite potent. Um, but I also think like, we're just going back to the language thing um, beyond it, making um, it giving that layer of nuance. It's if someone in Togo saw that and saw someone on big, on the big screen talking the way they did, or in a similar fashion to the way they, that would, that, that's massive. Like that's really big. One of my biggest problems with, and I'm sorry, I'm taking a bit of a sidetrack, but this movie is a sore spot for me. Um, Black Panther. It's like, yo, bro, listen, nobody believes that. Like nobody, like, you know, for, it was a more triumph for African Americans than it was for actual Africans because the only, the only authentically African thing there was the soundtrack, you know, in some instances when you heard South African house and all that, it, and it, it tried to be a mishmash of so many different things. Um, visually and even the accents that they had um it's just yeah i'm just like yeah bro not yeah but you could tell that this was like uh and i like the way that black americans view africa rather Mm -hmm. than the way that africa ourselves 
Yeah, so maybe I think that's that's like the biggest mistake they they made. I was I, I remember talking to Limbikani um the the other time uh when he went uh, back to his um uh, to his um rural home in in Malawi. He was saying that one of the things that amazed him about the uh, local DVD vendors there is that they don't they don't just pirate movies. Mm. Uh, they actually uh, add something. They they go on to dub uh, over like uh, those English voices and include Chewa as well on top of it. So you can actually have a Fast and Furious with um, <laughs> Vin Diesel speaking in Chewa. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I know it's uh, but he, he said that people seem to be actually thrilled uh, and they're actually buying these DVDs because of the dub, the dubbing that had happened. You see with, with Netflix these days, sometimes it's actually, if you do it well, uh, sometimes it's actually possible uh, to have such uh, a, a good product in the end that people won't even be able to tell that this wasn't made uh, or this wasn't made in a certain language. So you have a, a Spanish film, for example, only maybe halfway through, uh, can you tell that this was done in another language, not English. So maybe they could redeem themselves that way. Um, add, uh, Shona over the, over the original audio, uh, but that would be more and that would require probably a lot of skill as well. I don't know how good they would be with that, but maybe they can redeem themselves that way. True. Yeah, I think a, a purely Shona dub would be would be great. Uh, and I like the the, the Vin Diesel and Shewa. I think it's 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 brilliant because India has been doing that for a very long time now. Where you know they when a movie comes out like this is way back in the in the in when when Pirate Bay was was the only place I get movies when I was a kid. And you'd see movies that have the option of an Indian uh, dub, which, whichever number of languages that are there. Um, and if even if you switched audio, like it's obviously as an English as an English speaker, it's like oh okay cool. But the way they did it was convincing enough for me to be like, you know, whoever's going to watch this probably is going to enjoy it. Now obviously I wouldn't know the nuances of the language itself, but uh, for me it was at least quite convincing. And like a flip side to that, I think is, is, um, so I'm a big anime fan and I'm always sub overdub. So there are very rare instances where I would watch an anime in, in English. Mm-hmm. I'd watch Japanese for the way the, 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 the delivery comes and just read it because it's better. But more and more we've seen English dub catch up, um, to the point where it's possible, especially on Netflix, because Netflix has been doing this whole, um, anime thing really, really well. Yeah, and they, they haven't been given credit, although they did buy Crunchyroll, you know, a, a big anime streaming service. And I think that's, that's probably kind of helped. I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, if they can do a Shauna dub on this and make it authentic. Now, the dub, the problem is now getting voice actors will probably be the, 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 the biggest issue. And I think in some parts it's rewriting the script. And on the point of voice actors is getting voice actors who speak in that specific dialect and people who you think are talented enough. Cause, People think voice acting is just sitting in front of a mic and talking. You actually are acting, you know, body, your entire body is, 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 is moving. Like it's like you're in the scene. So it's not like what we're doing here where it's a conversation, but you're actually looking at the, what's on the screen and trying to mimic the emotion and the expression in what's going on with, with that. And I think that's a, that's a bridge that they, they, they may have to get yeah. to. But yeah. I like that. Yeah, it does tend to be massive. It actually takes a lot of skills, you say. 
yeah, maybe they will redeem that uh, they, themselves that way. That would actually help the movie because, yeah, Shona subtitles is not a thing. Uh, translating and having people read, I don't think uh, people would like that. That would work maybe with other languages, but it's not something I think Zimbabweans are interested in general like these translations they just write the watch it in English. Uh if it fiction movie it would have helped nobody would care. I know people would just uh switch off the volume altogether <laughs> in rural areas. <laughs> so yeah the it being a drama language is very important. So yeah they would have to work on that as well. But otherwise everything everything else looks good. It, I think they have got a chance, actually. They have got a chance. Yeah, awesome. So I think to to, to do this properly justice, uh, I think we've agreed that yeah, an update is good. Uh, but I, you know, new stories are nice. But if this is the a renaissance of the beginning, or you know, the beginning of something with revisiting the old, then great. Hopefully, we then see more, you know. Uh, local stories, uh, you know, I, I'm still waiting for a, for a Chaminuka movie. I seriously believe that guy who was Zimbabwe is Miyamoto Musashi. I believe that the stories, the folklore stories I've heard about him were incredible. And yeah, I, th- I think we should be leveraging, um, some of the, That's some it. of the. We do have a lot of, you know, like, um, and my wife is into, into Korean dramas. They, they do tend to focus on their own culture when they, when it comes to making movies in, uh, TV shows, because uh, like any other culture, they do have a lot of stories to tell. For example, as we have read uh, civilizations in the past, like uh, Great Zimbabwe, for example, I can't believe no one has made a decent movie about Great Zimbabwe. I know they say Black Panther is a rip-off, maybe, but as we've already pointed out, it's more of an American vision, an American view of what Africa should be. We really benefit if we could find uh, maybe the money and the, the talent and the skill to focus on our own stories, stories that make us who we are, that, that would help. Uh, you talked about Chaminuka. We also have people like Neander. No one has made a good Neander movie. I know we're making a statue of her and putting it in town and so on, but no one has really uh, told her story, right? The, it's just movie, stuff though. that we read in. There was a movie though, Neander Story. I haven't what? watched it. Yeah, it came out last month, I think. Uh... Usually for me, I'm always of the opinion that like for for the most part, if something, if I haven't heard or seen a movie, like local movie, mm. usually it can't be that good. Like I know it's a bit arrogant to say that, but I'm such an avid fan and avid consumer. <laughs> of movies and TV shows, be they local or international, I always try to give local producers a chance, like on Europe uh, and stuff. So yeah, maybe there was, I don't know, but it couldn't have been that good and they probably didn't put that much money into it. Like we're talking about big quality production. They put 50,000 in and they try to make it as good as they can. I'm sure I think that there's there's an opportunity that we're missing there. Definitely, because in terms of, of of the Neander movie, when I saw the trailer, which I haven't watched, I was just like, the one thing that's going to make or break, and I think why you didn't come across it is the distribution, because if something like Taiwan Diode said we're going to carry the movie, I'm sure mm-hmm. most of us would have watched it. Um, you know, I, I'm not a Dio subscriber, but I, would, I probably would have paid the, the I think it's the three bucks to to to, to watch it on. It's yeah. similar with Neria. 
you know, put it yeah, on D. That's the other thing. Yeah, because theaters and the traditional mode of distribution doesn't just work for us anymore. Mm. They should put it. I know we used to have iFlix, but uh, it's sort of like <laughs> went sideways and stuff. But uh, I would actually, that's the other thing. I think we should uh, see, uh, we would like to see more and more productions being made accessible. I know these people are always worried about recouping the money that they invested in the uh, in making the movie and stuff. But I think making it accessible actually helps. Mudiwa Pamoyo for me, it, it set the bar high and it showed us the way. Like, this can actually work. Uh, you can always put subtitles if you want an international audience. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe the next sort right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, be ambitious when you're doing this thing. I think they're more restrained in the way they, they're already fearful. There's this trepidation that what if I make it and I'm not able to get my 50,000 back? Mm. Maybe you do. Um, YouTube, uh, it's actually a great way of making content available. Maybe make it available to theaters if you want to follow the traditional model, right? Mm. Uh, show it in theaters. And then maybe three months down the line, just make it available and try to monetize using AdSense. We'll always be happy to, 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 to like, to support such initiatives. I'm sure a lot of people are of the same mind as well. So just make it available. There was also this Chimurenga movie. You remember that one? Yeah. Uh, about the, uh, Beto. I, I saw the trailer. I really wanted to watch it. But I could never find it online, right? Mm-hmm. Like I really tried online, YouTube and so on, trying to find where I could watch the movie. I couldn't. I was willing to pay the three bucks. Like that's nothing. I could actually like pay it as a tip at, at the end or maybe at the beginning. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure as I said before, a lot of people will probably do the same and try mm-hmm. to make sure that the creators get something for their effort. Through that, yeah, like I, like I, like I've been. I think I, I wrote a couple of times about about Taiwan's deal and like the power that Taiwan has and doesn't quite realize when it comes to the streaming service, uh, especially in the COVID year. That was the year to now push Zimbabwean content. Now, obviously, deal is a South African service, and Taiwan is kind of a third party in all of this. But like to be like, guys, we want to host, you know, our own local content. We feel like this is going to bring more people to our service, even not not necessarily as Taiwan subscribers, but just generally as bring people to the service. It also help, like what you said, expose our um, our local artists mm-hmm. to a wider audience. Because yeah, listen, three bucks for a month subscription is is people can afford that if you can make it available in local currencies. Well, Eco Cash it, you know, at you know, get your subscription, watch watch your local content. Um, but it, it doesn't look like the the, the push is in kind of that direction, and it's detrimental to our, to our, to our, um to our local art scene. I think another side of it is that, you know, the local art scene doesn't really like this whole digit, digital stuff. They, they use the traditional cinemas and festivals, which is great. But then again, you have to know, you have to realize that if big American corporations and big American production companies are now putting their movies out on streaming services, like what we saw with, with Batman, uh, with the Justice League, uh, the Snyder Cut going out on HBO Max, it shows that it's moving towards streaming. They want you to enjoy this stuff in your own home. And more so, where I watched it through a Google Play, it was two dollars ninety nine. I would have paid the same amount. I would pay the same amount to watch Nader, to be honest. Like I, I, yeah, I they couldn't. Like if they are really, uh, they really just want to be paid directly. Google Google Movies is your point of that. Mm. I'm sure they could work out it. Google doesn't mind as long as they get cut. It's easier on those. 
to tell people, ah, the movie is available on Google, and instead of just showing us a trailer, that's that's uh, that's that same thing applies with Neri as well. I, I'm not even sure where we're going to be watching it mm. on. Hopefully, it will be. Up. So tell us where to watch the movie. Don't just give us a trailer. Tell us about the movie, watch the trailer, and give us a link. Mm. You can watch the movie here. Give people a chance. I, I think maybe if they really embrace digital marketing, uh, the digital platforms, uh, there is something to be made. Definitely. Uh, yeah, so thanks, Gary, for your time. I know you're a very busy man. Um, yeah, I think we, we can do the review of the movie if and when we see it. Uh, I'm not sure when the release date is, but whenever it is, I'm sure we'll just update you on on on, on TechZim's uh, Twitter, Facebook, and, and Instagram. But from the trailer, I didn't see a release date. I just saw the, that the, the, the teaser, not the official trailer, but the official teaser for the movie. Uh, so yeah, hopefully we can link up again, do a proper deep dive review, probably explore more of the concepts of what it was trying to, you know, obviously juxtaposing with um, with the original. Thanks a lot, man, for joining me. Yeah, don't be a stranger, as I keep saying. Uh, cool. All right. Thank you all for listening, and we'll uh, see you uh, probably, definitely, when, when the movie's out and we've watched it.